Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 190 with Cutco Vector's Florida Atlantic Division Manager, Trey Harris. Trey has impacted the organization by producing over $45 million in Cutco sales. But more importantly, he has impacted so many lives while becoming one of the most prolific developers in the history of the company. Trey is an excellent role model with a great appreciation for his opportunity and a mastery of the tools and strategies to multiply his own success by developing others. In these short snippets from our original conversation, Trey shares a bunch of specific development tips from his Hall of Fame career. He explains how he was able to maximize his results and his income and even drops in a few tips on saving and investing. What follows here today is a clinic on succeeding in business and helping others do the same. This is an ideal message for the vector managers of today or anyone who leads others within their organization. Please help spread the philosophies and strategies of the Cutco Vector organization by sharing this and other episodes of this podcast with people in your network. The podcast is available for free on just about all players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can also be found at changinglivespodcast.com, and you can support our sponsors by clicking on the link marked Deals on the podcast homepage. To hear more of the story and lessons of Trey Harris, you can revisit our full conversation at episode number 190. So you were a district manager from the middle of 2004 after you graduated all the way through the end of 2016. So 12 plus years, 12 and a half years as a district manager. And during that time, you became known as one of the most prolific developers in the company. Every year, basically since your early career, you've averaged over four new managers per year. Some years it was five or six, maybe even a few years more than that. But every year was over four new managers you know, among branches and new DMs, which is really incredible. What makes that happen for you? A few development tips, I would say, is the first is making sure that you're having fun and that you love your job, right? Think about how many people actually love their job. Uh, very few. You know, I'm sure less than 5% of society really wakes up and loves their job. And it's just promoting what you love about your job. If you promote it enough, then other people are going to want it. You know, so do we wake up excited, right? Are we passionate about what we're building for the day? Or do we just show up like employees and oh, I have to run this interview and oh, I have to do this and I have to do that? So promoting how much you love your job. The next thing was that I jotted down was being being the same person on the inside 
as you project to be on the outside. And I think that that's a really big one. How do you present yourself on the outside? And then as see, as you develop people, obviously they're getting closer and closer. You're letting them in closer into your circle. And if what they see as they get closer is that you're not the same person that they saw what you promoted on the outside, well, then it's the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And it's like, who is this person? And that causes me not to trust you or want to follow you. So just be a, a genuinely good person. Be the same as you project on the outside. And I think that's going to help out a lot. Take an interest in their their life outside of the business. What percent of the conversations are on the business and what percent are outside? And, and I don't think it needs to be a big swing, but at least at the beginning of each conversation, talking about their outside of the business interests. You know, do we know their girlfriend's name? Do we know what their major is? Do we know why they're here? Do we know what they want? You know, just really taking interest in them. Larry taught me a long time ago the love is spelled T-I-M-E, right? And it's spending time with your people and getting time with them. So I think it's super important to have, you know, at least once a month, a staff night out, right? I think that it's important to take people out to breakfast or brunch or lunch, right? But really getting time with them outside of the business, but with mystique, right? Because I think that that's another thing with a lot of district managers being younger, and maybe they are a little bit rowdy. I would just kind of say to myself, would I do it in front of my children, right? Or if I'm in my 20s, would I do it in front of my little sister? If no, then I probably wouldn't do it in front of the reps. So making sure that you have mystique. Lifestyle. Are you showing off your lifestyle? Invite them over to the house. Invite them over to whatever. You know, talk about the things that you do outside of work, right? Especially when you're at the beginning stages and, and then grind mode. One other thing that I wanted to share was making a list. So I remember Larry was always blown away. I would always have the depth chart. And I would have a list of all of my favorite people, like my top reps. And then where they're at in career sales, how much do they have and withholdings, you know, their savings account, how much money do they have? Where do I see them the following year, the next year, the next year, the next year? I would have a four-year plan, right? And what's funny is that I would sit down and do the the four-year vision casting. And Jeff's quoted it now as cut go through college. It sounds way better, right? Cut go through college plan. But you know, make a four-year visionary plan with them. And and I would take them to lunch. We would write it out. And then it's crazy how many of them kept that paper. And when they go district, they're like, by the way, I still kept this paper. You know, I branch, you know, this summer I was the two-time branch here. I went district here. Just making that plan and see it forces us as business owners to have the vision and create the excitement about what we're building, who's going to play what kind of roles. And if I'm going to get them at that point soon, well, what are the things I need to do to develop them to get them there and right now? So I think that that right there is super important. I wrote protecting family time. All right, I think that's super important. Why did I want to go district? Because I wanted Larry Manley's life, right? Great family life. I wanted that. So it's important to protect that family time because if you, as a business owner, if you allow people to take your time outside of work at certain, if you don't set boundaries, then people are going to call you all the time. So protect the family time and really just challenging champions and then encouraging discouraged. And it's, we all know that saying, you know, challenge the champions, encourage the discouraged. But, you know, are we really thinking about that when they call after their no sale or their ultimate? You know, when they had their tough day or their great day, challenge champions. 
there is so much that you just shared right there that is incredibly powerful. Like that little short segment was, was just a master class on how you take somebody who's, you know, up and coming in the business and you turn them into a future vector manager and leader in this company for the long term. So much good stuff. I'd like you to speak to, you know, the current district managers in Vector for a moment here, Trey, because you were a district manager for 12 plus years, and there's a lot of young, uh, great district managers in our company who aspire to be a division manager one day. And in some cases, that opportunity opens up quickly. In other cases, you know, somebody's going to be a district manager for five years, 10 years, maybe even more as they're pursuing their greater path uh, in Vector. I think you would be the perfect person to share with people why building a powerful district is amazing in and of itself. Even if someone never became a division manager, why is the district manager role so awesome? What would you say to some of our best young DMs about that? Yeah, I'd first start with appreciation, right? And being appreciative of the opportunity that we've been given. Right. I mean, as as we're evolving, we have people who want to be district managers and we don't have territories for. Them, right. So we everyone that is a current district manager, you have the territory, you have the opportunity. What are we going to do with it? Right. Are we going to appreciate it? Or is it like, oh, I've arrived. I'm now a district manager. I got the title. Or is it, hey, I'm a young business owner and I want to grow this thing and I want to put my name on the map. Right. So I would I would say the appreciation, there's no limit. And I know people talk about that. You know, there's no limit. You know, you, you sell more knives, they'll pay you more money, right? But most people are capped. You are not capped as a district manager. You can have endless branch managers. You can have endless district managers. You can develop your CSPs. And I always hear people, you know, oh, I want to have all these different income streams. Well, you you can do that as a district. It's called uh, new business, CSPs and FSMs, branches, districts. You can have an amazing amazing lifestyle as a district. I love being a district manager. My wife and I, we built our first house at like 26, maybe 25, maybe. That was awesome. We had to pick out the lot, literally build the house from the ground up and pick out literally every single thing. As a 20, we'll call it 26 year old. Who does that? Right. That was awesome. And then the lifestyle because as a division manager, you're going to manage all of the other district offices. As a district manager, really, you're just managing your office and getting calls with some of your branches, but it's easier to shift the dynamics. It's like a speedboat turning, right? Or, you know, a jet ski, if you will, versus a big, big old tanker, right? It's, it's, it's easy. You can change it fast. So there, you're not limited. You can make a ton of cash. You know, I think that my last year as a district manager, it was around profit. After all of the expenses, around 180 to 200 grand, and that was after all of the things that were meals and and everything that we could write off. So you can make a lot of money, and here you have chances to save hunks of money. Right, your campaign bonuses. What if you just saved your campaign bonuses each campaign? What if you saved 100% of your development bonus? What if you saved your super bonus every three years? What does that look like? And then you get your money making you money. And now with all of these bonuses, everything, the bills are less than they've ever been. Someone could be subpar and still turn profits. So 
right now, if you're kicking butt, your expenses are lower than they've ever been before. Your profitability is high as it's ever been before. There's never been a better time to be a district manager, literally, than right now. How much did your office sell in 2016, your last year as a DM? It was probably like 1.6, 1.7, somewhere around there. I didn't, it wasn't 2 million. It was 1.7. 1.7 million. And you had deployment as well. And that earned you 180, 200 grand, something like that. That is at the fingertips of anybody listening. And of course, that provides a lot of choices, that provides a lot of lifestyle, all those things. And I think that uh, there's a lot more to it than just the income, of course. But that's a lot of the things that your young entrepreneurs are looking at initially. And district manager is the gateway, right, to everything that you might want someday. We have a lot of influence and we get to impact a lot of lives. And eventually when we die, all of us, we were either a debit or a credit to society. Either we took and took and took and just give me, give me, right? Or give, 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 give. And what are you plus or minus at the end? Uh, I think about the things that we learn are not normal. You know, that's why I love this this podcast and, and having the top people to share their thoughts for everyone in and outside of of the Cutco business, but you know, with the wheel of life, are we helping our people through finances, personal growth, health, family, spiritual relationships, social contributions, career? We get an opportunity to do a lot of good. And, you know, specifically with Cutco, I feel like the age of 18 to 22 is when people are really figuring out who they are, what am I, what am I about? And the decisions they make during that four years, in my opinion, is going to dramatically 100% determine the trajectory of their life and where they go. And we get the power to influence that special time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 